0: Hey guys, Dr. Bronstein here. I just wanted to thank you all so much for listening to and sharing our podcast. We've had over 1,300 unique downloads in the past six weeks, which means you are not only enjoying our content, but sharing it with everyone you know as well. This is so important, guys, to our mission of normalizing chiropractic care for children, and we appreciate it dearly. And now I'd like to ask you all to take that enthusiasm one step further for us. Through the month of February, we'll be running a tiny little survey which will help us get to know a little bit more about our listeners. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes below. It'll take you literally 60 seconds or less, I promise. And when you submit the survey, you'll be entered to win a $20 iTunes gift card. Simple. Please go do that right now and help us spread the word to more parents and caregivers so that every single child can have access to drug free health care. And by all means, continue to share this podcast with your friends, your family members, and if you're a doctor, your patients on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the hashtag NormalizeChiropractic. Together, we'll change the world. Today's podcast is brought to you by our very good friends at Practice Evolution Prime. Practice Evolution Prime was created to bridge the gap from school to success. You can be successful, you should be successful, and being successful takes work. You have to gain the skills and foundation to be the sought-after family chiropractor, and our goal is to create extraordinary family chiropractors. This program is not easy. It will challenge you, it will push you. We choose to only work with doctors and students who are teachable, principled, and willing to work hard to improve their skills, practice, and their lives. If you are interested in learning more about this program and to apply, or if you are a patient looking for a PEP Prime doctor, visit our website, pepprime.com. That's pepprime.com, or call the Practice Evolution Program at 801-281-1646. Hey everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. Today, guys, all the way from Canada, we have Dr. Liz Anderson Peacock. Dr. Liz... DC considered insightful and energetic is in awe of the human spirit, a spirited chiropractor, author, speaker, and world traveler. She is best known in her profession for teaching in pediatrics and the to do of best practice. A pragmatic idealist, her teaching is relevant and asks us to seek excellence. A cum laude graduate of CMCC, that's chiropractic, Canadian Memorial Chiropractic College uh, up in Canada, she has an extensive background, including a multi-decade chiropractic practice that has been used as a template for numerous other doctors for style, service, and best practices. Her children now run that practice, while Dr. Liz explores a change with a small boutique practice focusing on children and pregnancy only through referral of colleagues. Dr. Liz has published in peer-reviewed journals, been appointed to academic panels, and served on regulatory boards. She has taught pediatrics at numerous chiropractic colleges, associations, and groups. The recipient of numerous awards, both in her profession and outside, she delivers keynotes and workshops around the globe, as well as coaching high-performing professionals and transformational leadership. Dr. Liz, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time on the cast. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's really my
0: pleasure. (laughs) I'm really glad you're here. Um, You know, as we were talking about in our little pre-chat, I had John Minardi on our uh, our cast a couple of days ago, and his uh, uh, interview uh, will probably have launched about a week or two before yours. Um, But... I was saying that John was one of uh, my biggest advocates while going through our postdoc training and uh, one of my favorite teachers. And you're definitely up there, predominantly because you have an amazing way about you and how you communicate, not only chiropractic, but this health concept in general. And because chiropractors, we're a little different, right? We speak a little bit differently. We, we promote different health concepts. Um, sometimes it's a it's a tough nut to crack, you know, for the general public. I would love to hear uh, what you have to say about that and specifically how it pertains to uh, to chiropractic.
1: All right. So why would a parent want to take their child to a chiropractor? So there's a number of reasons why, and I'll put them into different boxes. One, that there could be a specific problem, an issue, a symptom, and it tends to be with help fix my child. So it's really the motivator or the catalyst that moves the parent from the current, uh, whatever it is they're doing or not doing into, you know what, I wanna look at this with a different set of eyes or what I've tried before hasn't worked or doesn't make sense. So let's go to an alternative practitioner. Then there could be also along that same scale, but earlier on is the reason uh, for early detection or prevention. So this is really a concern with maybe the impact of the environment on the child and the parents taking the child there to top up in getting them back to functioning more optimally. And then the third area that a lot of parents will think about is really optimizing the neurological function or elevate their potential or maximize their function or maximize their expression, which is more of a uh, quantum view, if you will, because when you change one thing for the child, you can change everything. But within these boxes, what we see is this sort of general division, if I'm going to put it that way, is in the idea between mechanism or vitalism. And in mechanism, traditionally, that is the thinking that uh, we are a bag of chemistry and we're a bag of different systems. And when we understand all these different components with our biochemistry, our physics, our overall function, then we know the totality of what the human experience is. And that the human is this um, byproduct of this functioning that can be broken down into the parts. And so it's really the sum of the parts makes up the human being. And that's a current prevalent view in our, uh, well, in the last 100 years anyways, in our society. And there's a lot of value for some of that as well. But that is very different from the lens of what we call vitalism. And vitalism really is this appreciation for this wisdom, this internal intelligence or order of life. It is more nature-oriented, and it's really about uh, trust and connectedness and respect for the body, cooperation and recognizing that the body is more than the sum of its parts. And we also recognize that there are um, scenarios whereby we might not necessarily know an exact cause but the confluence of a number of things together creates something else that's very different. So the idea here is vitalism is more of a sort of traditional chiropractic model, although it's not limited to chiropractic. And it's where, as a chiropractor, we would uh, do the, uh, an appropriate history and assessment, come up with some ideas, but we use the spine as our conduit or our way into having a An influence on the nervous system and we focus on the nervous system because the nervous system really controls interprets and uh, coordinates the regulation of the body and so we tend to hierarch what we look at as a chiropractor through through the nervous system specifically
0: the 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 comment that you just made uh, with regards to um, using the spine as a conduit uh, is something that I frequently discuss in my practice because Um, most people, let's be honest, look at chiropractic as, you know, an alternative treatment, quote unquote, to back and neck pain, right? And to be fair, chiropractors have done a historically pretty poor job of marketing themselves as anything other than that. But when it comes to a kiddo, right? Uh, as we were literally just talking about this with uh, Dr. John Minardi uh, yesterday, um, kids don't have back and neck pain, right? I mean, they shouldn't anyway, right. right? Because they haven't had years and years and years of that chronic pain pathway running from, um, habitual misuse, right? Or subluxation, which we can talk about later, right? right? Um, so when we, we check kids, when we adjust kids, when we work with them, um, we're looking for exactly what you just talked about, right? We're looking at how their system is working correctly and what stumbling blocks are in the way so we can remove them and allow the child to express his or her 100% healing potential. Um, you know, I, when parents come in and they bring their kiddo to me, you know, they'll ask me, you know, well, what does an, adjust- an adjustment look like? Or, you know, well, what is the point, right? For a young kiddo? And how do you, how do you connect the dots between vitalism and chiropractic? Um, and the answer that I give them is exactly what you just said, Right. We looked at the spine because the spine tells us how the nervous system is adapting over time, right? It's the easiest way to get into the nervous system, right? Uh, Not the only way, but it's the easiest way. Um, I I would love for you to talk, uh, you know, in your expertise um, a little bit more about that, right? You know, to parents who are listening, you know, why, in your experience, would a parent want to bring a child to a chiropractor with all that we've just talked about?
1: Okay. So, you know, I'm going to actually go back to some of the evidence, which is very interesting, is that there's a couple of uh, studies by Spiegelblatt, and one of the things that was interesting is that the motivators, there's a number of negative motivators, which sound terrible to bring for parents to bring their child to the chiropractor, <laughs> um, but it's a motivator that moves them from a different uh, thought process One is fear of drug reactions. Another one is a chronic problem where they're not necessarily getting results. Another one is dissatisfaction with the model that they're currently under. Um, So those are, I call those negative motivators versus positive motivators, meaning positive being, wow, I understand it makes sense for me to bring my child, let's bring my child right from the get-go to help them be their maximum that they possibly can. So I think the question that I'm hearing you asking is along the lines of, we will do an appropriate history To determine what kinds of stressors, if there are any, that a child has been under. Of course, I mean, no child lives in a bubble, so there's going to be a stressor. So that can be everything back from prenatal history, because we now have a lot of research coming out on what goes on with the mother if she's stressed, that that moves the needle to the child being born with a physiology towards fight or flight or stress as well. Um, Because the child is adapting to the milieu of being inside the mother. is picking that up um so it's a matter of we do these histories we're looking at how does this child adapt from the inner world to the outer world meaning the birth process how are they adapting within the environment in the in the uh the home and of course there's all sorts of different questions we're going to ask around that the challenge is that i ask a lot of parents is is our environment today healthier or sicker than what it used to be is our water healthier water? Is it more polluted water? Are there more toxins in the environment? Are parents more stressed? Are children more stressed? Are children having the same dedicated healthcare providers working with them in the way that has happened generations before? Are, how, you know how are, What are these children eating? Are they eating genetically modified food with additives and preservatives? Or are they eating organic foods? Are they being breastfed or bottle-fed? There's all these different things that are going on for children now that are different than what our human species has ever seen. And I'm going to say in the last 40 years, certainly 20 years, but, you know, okay, let's go into the last 100 years. There's Mm. lots of things that are changing. So as a chiropractor, all of these are going to be interpreted by the body and the information on what's going on with the body comes in through the nervous system. So we interpret our world through our sensory system. So eyes, ears, skin, movement, all of these are sensory systems. Then the body has to put it all together in making a meaning out of it, and then has to pick a response. Is this something I need to worry about? Is this something I need to do differently? Is this something I need to learn? You know, there's all these different responses. And if there is a confusion that happens in any point with information coming in, information going up into the spinal column and into the brain and then back out and then the response, we can end up with a plethora of different things that happen, meaning that we might have a scenario which just not as ideal as what it possibly could be. So as a chiropractor, as you know, we're picking this up by doing appropriate evaluations on these children where we're watching these children in how they're functioning in their environment so there's a lot of observation we're looking at doing specific tests to see how their growth and development is occurring we're actually touching their bodies which of course we know that not just the healing power of touch on the back end But on the front end, we're feeling things. So we're feeling what is the tension going on in this child? Where are they holding their tension? Is there a sideness, one side compared to another side? We call that tone, if you will, like a guitar string, as we're looking for the tone of the child. So we're looking at a number of different things. And specifically, if we pick something up, then we have to decide as a chiropractor, is this something we need to deal with or not? Because some things may come and go and other things are more, you know, we get concerned with the things that are kind of get, I'm going to use the word stuck, but they're uh, they're not dynamic, we'll put it that way. And that's where we'll put a very small force. And I like to really touch a, per, a parent's hand to show them how much force it is. It's, it's not a lot of force um, into the body or specifically into the spinal column more often than not, it could be in the skull as well. And with that, we're evaluating how that kind of kickstarts or resets the overall system or the operating system of that nervous system. So it's kind of like one of the explanations I give to my parents. It's sort of like if the child has blown a fuse, we're resetting the fuse. Mm -hmm. And what we also want to do is educate parents to look at the environment they're putting their child in so that the frequency of fuse blowing becomes minimized.
0: I think um, that's an apt analogy for sure. I'm I'm reminded of um, a conversation I had with Dr. Ted Carrick when I was uh, with him in Dallas about, oh, geez, Louise, man, maybe like 10 years ago. And um, he's basically saying, you know, we as human beings, we are plasticizing to our environment 100% of the time, all the time, right? We are constantly adapting. And whether or not we adapt towards survival or we adapt away from survival is dependent upon our choices, right? Um, and a lot of those choices aren't necessarily, um, overt, you know, some of them can just be subconscious. They can be autonomic, uh, in a lot of ways, but you know, the reason, you know, I check kiddos, my, my, um, number one motivating factor for that is, is that, you know, if we identify these, these small things that are a, a consequence, right. Of either the birthing process or the pregnancy or transgenerational toxicity, right. It mm-hmm. behooves us to put a stop to it right now identify it for what it is, and then make sure that, uh, as you were talking about, in terms of multiple generations, uh, ensuring that uh, these patients' children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren are expressing the program and continuing to divert from what is common these days. And as Dr. John uh, so eloquently put it uh, last time we talked, there's a big difference between common and normal. You were talking, Dr. Liz, about how um, we see... Or I think i don 't think you said it this way, but I think you 're intimating that we 're seeing sicker kids now than we saw a generation ago, and I would have to agree um, and parents constantly come to the door and ask you know well why can 't my child do this if I was able to do this, or why can 't my child do that um, if my grandparents were able to do that? And a lot of that has to do with like dietary things, for example why can 't I drink milk when my parents could' uh well frankly it has a lot to do with the fact that our genetics are mutating at a rate that we just cannot tolerate anymore and as a result our genetic mandates for survival are being tested more so than they ever were before that's where chiropractic really comes in right we reset the bar in a lot of ways for what health can be for our patients and our practice members and our community um so that they don't have to continue going down the rabbit hole of common and in this case most common means sick. Right. Um, when you talked a little bit about, you know, doing examination procedures, uh, and workups and, and consults with your, your patients, um, what does that look like in your office? Because I think a lot of the time people come through the door and say, well, yeah, my chiropractor, you know, he drops me on the table and he cracks me and maybe he takes an x-ray. Um, but in a pediatric practice, that's not how it works. Right. Uh, talk a little bit about how that works in your, in your space.
1: Well, again, it's we want to do a, a specific intake form that's age relevant. So, what you're going to be talking about with a neonate is going to be different from a six-year-old, mm. and certainly even some of the questions you're going to be asking children. But there's a detailed history that occurs, and it's a formalized. It like this is a uh, this is a formalized appointment. You know, this is not just uh, just you know walk in and expect to have your child something happen to them. It's a formalized scenario, mm. and from that. You know, I think that it's really significant to have a conversation with parents as well because there may be some specific things in the history that kind of open up the box that you need to talk more about. But in the scheme of things, I don't like to focus on always what's wrong as well because Mm. we want to paint a picture for a preferred future. Mm. So then we want to look at if there's a preferred future for what do you want with your child, what's going to get in the way with that? But let's go back with painting this picture for a preferred future because this is really what I want parents to take home. If when you look at what you want for your child, how would you define health? And that's a very personal question for a lot of parents, but it's a question that many parents haven't given a lot of consideration to because usually what I hear when I ask the question is, well, I want them to be happy. I want them to take care of themselves as they get older. I want them to, some will say, you know, contribute to humanity, be a good citizen. I want them to not be in pain. There tends to be a lot of negative motivators of what they don't want, right. no pain, that kind of thing. And I recognize that that's a lens that many parents wear. However, is there more and what might be more in the preferred future for your child? So these are the questions that I want parents to think about. If, if you were to think about a healthy child, just closing your eyes, thinking about a healthy child, what do healthy children eat how do healthy children sleep how do healthy children play how do they move what do they do when they're playing and moving do healthy children sit in front of computers for hours on end i don't know how do healthy children adapt to stress what do healthy children watch if they watch television or what do they listen to from a music standpoint you know what are even like the the bowel movements of healthy children for going back to way young because we see 30% of kids are having issues with constipation. So what is the preferred future? So when a parent can start to paint out what they want for their child and have a much more robust idea around health, I think now it's a matter of how do I contribute to making that happen for my child? And how can chiropractic contribute to that? <laughs> and, or, and or other things, like obviously, if you're looking at nutrition, you may make some choices that are different in nutrition. And it's important for the parent as well as a chiropractor to discern what's important to dedicate your resources to. And your resources are your expertise, your time, your money, your, your, um, you know, anything along those lines. So what do you want to do more of that's going to create health? And what are you going to do less of that creates uh, health as well? Because sometimes you have to remove something to create health. And that goes to your point as well, Dr. Dan, is looking at, um, are we moving towards health or, uh, and, or or towards disease? Or are we moving away from health and towards disease again? Uh, which direction do we really want to go into? And it's cumulative. So the idea with this is everything we do and everything we experience is like a drop in the bucket, in uh, a drop of water in the bucket. And every day we're pouring water out of our bucket and how are we adding more water into the bucket from the the choices that we're making that are cumulative? Hmm. And I think that's probably the biggest piece, is that a lot of parents don't necessarily recognize that it's the fine-tuning little things that are occurring day in and day out that are going to move us and drive us towards maximizing our expression or having that minimized. And so there's, there's big choices there, but I think that that's really a key piece that I see with a lot of parents is once we start to get into that idea of health in a very different way, then it's a matter of how can I help you? So as a chiropractor, how can I help you, Mr. or Mrs. Parent get that for your child? So what's going to get in the way? What do we need to do more of? What do we need to do less of? How can a chiropractic adjustment help facilitate that occurring? What, you know, and, and then we go back into the evaluation and what we're doing is we're looking for all those nuances that often are missed or overlooked or they're, they're, um, the effect of what the meaning is, is not understood. Right. So I like to say from a chiropractic perspective, my job is to make the unseen seen. Right. So how can I make what I'm feeling from palpation skills or what I'm observing real for the parent? And mm. once we do that, the parent goes, now I understand
0: that's that's absolutely brilliant um I'm smiling because i as we speak, I'm literally launching uh episode nine of the podcast with the uh, dr. Steve Hoffman and Steve uh talks ad nauseum about health promotion right i mean when he was in practice he that was the focus of of his practice with kids, not so much. What I tend to see in my practice, which is admittedly more challenging cases, we tend to see a lot more sick kids. That's just kind of what we attract, and we do have healthy kids as well. But his whole thrust in practice is health promotion regardless of what the symptoms are, right? And I think that's a novel concept because we focus so much on symptoms and how they dictate uh, what we're doing in our lifetimes, right? And we we don't even just focus on symptoms. We focus on identifiers of disease, right? I am right. my diagnosis. Um, and it's it's getting to the point now where, I mean, we've really become an entire generation of martyrs where we look at, you know, like a thyroid issue or uh, even with a little baby, like constipation issue. I'll even tell, or I'll, I'll talk to my parents who, you know, will bring their kids in for the first time. And then they'll say, oh yeah, I was a constipated baby when I was a kid. Will that affect my child because, you know, I think they, they assume erroneously that their genetics are broken. Right. Um, right. in reality, you know, chiropractors have the ability, the unique ability to flip the script and to start touting health development, right? Health promotion, not just secondary prevention, like go get a screening after you already have cancer. We're talking about just 100% vitality, which is a pretty foreign concept, I think in, in North America. um, You know, and that segues, you know, kind of into, I think, something that we could really dive into. And that's, you know, I think one of the questions that you really want to discuss, which is how would you define health, right? And you talk to, I think, talking to parents and talking to the community and and getting a read on how people define health, by and large, I think the answer would be, well, I don't have any symptoms. I don't have to go to the doctor. I don't have to go to the hospital, right? Um... But mm-hmm. <laughs> again, we just talked about this, like vitality is something that's missed, right? I look at health personally, um, and I'll answer your question proactively because uh, I know you want to talk about this, but my version of health is I want to wake up in the morning and feel grateful and happy and vital, uh, to go take care of people. Um, I, I want to uh, have exuberance about uh, about my life. I want to be prosperous with my family. And that doesn't just mean financial prosperity. I mean, that means, uh, you know, cognitive, academic, uh, you name it, wealth, right? Um, even spiritual wealth. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, that's a big difference for me. I keep joking with my parents, or my, not my parents. I joke with my parents too, but I joke with my patients that my goal in my lifetime is to jump out of an airplane when I'm a hundred years old. And if I hit the ground without my parachute opening at that point, then I'll be happy. But I, I want to get more life out of my years. Um, that's why I got into chiropractic in the first place. And that's why I care for my patients in this model. Um, Let's talk about this. Uh, you know, how do you define health and, and what do you see in the community that I think we need to, um, we need to help people understand about that health concept?
1: Well, I think uh, you hit upon it is that health is multifactorial. I mean, we, to me, it's a matter of um, looking at how are we functioning holistically or as a whole, are we in unity with ourselves? Are we cooperative within ourselves? Are we uh, connected? And are we in a place of uh, trust within ourselves? And that rolls out in a lot of the choices that we make. So we could take that health in the physical realm, in the chemical realm, in the, so chemical would be more of nutritional, internal workings of the body, Uh, physical, you know, how does the body move and all that sort of jazz. Health, we could be looking at and do a whole conversation on sleep, for example. Um, You know, so to me, if I was even to define health from a standpoint of sleep, that would be where, you know, when I go to bed and I'm fairly, and if I'm consistent over, you know, many, many nights, that's an ideal. But it would be where my head hits the pillow within moments I'm in a good restorative sleep. Where when I wake up, it's the, and I'm going to make it funny here, because it's like the birds are singing, the sun is shining, I don't need an alarm, I'm ready to go, and I have full energy on for the whole day. Mm. Most of us aren't w- waking up like that, mm. but that would be the ideal, right? So why not strive towards creating the ideal mm. as a, as a model? You're absolutely right. You hit upon how are we healthy with our intimacy with people that are the closest to us. Our families, our friends, our communities, how healthy are we? Are we in conversations that are going to create, um, I'm going to call it spirited debate with a wish to be finding an answer that hasn't been uh, found yet where it's, uh, I'm going to call it upregulating, where it's allowing us to be creative and resourceful and not divisive where one has to a, has to win and the other one has to lose, and it's competitive. Very different in the conversations. Um, same thing, too, within our jobs. And, and so if we take this back into the pediatric realm in the child realm, is how are these children functioning with other children? Are they in cooperative play? Yes, competition is important, but how is the child adapting with that competition? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're teaching children even about money and finances – you know there is a holistic way of looking upon that, or vitalistic way of putting, uh, holding, you know, recognizing. Or are we more mechanists, You know, where it's, you know, it's live in the moment and you know whatever, deal with consequences later hmm. on. And so there's there's a lot that needs to be, I think, explored in this whole area of. How are we contributing to create a generation of children that are going to be healthier than we currently are? Right, and there is a huge responsibility there. And I think, from my standpoint as a chiropractor, it's not to answer that for parents; it's to ask the question. And that's really what I want parents to be thinking about: is you know, when you make when when we start making decisions as parents, which direction am I going in? You know, am I going in treating this child as a part and a and or a part of a part? To get it fixed like a car like a mechanic something's broken and they need to be fixed or do we need to figure out what's going on in this environment that this child is could perhaps be adapting in a different way how are they seeing this environment how are they interpreting it which is all through the nervous system and then how can we help them release it how do we help them facilitate that so there's the the big piece with the parents as children get older then the bigger piece also becomes their peers that environment And from the chiropractic perspective, I mean, that's our piece is looking at that nervous system to help them facilitate and move through something so they don't get stuck. So in a way, it's like their nervous system is getting an automatic upgrade when they're coming in so that it can reset its potential. Now, I can give you an example. So I've got a mom who's got four boys that play rep hockey. This was actually from many years ago. They're all adults now. But it was really interesting because she utilized chiropractic for two different reasons. One was for early detection and the other one was for promotion of health mm. or promotion of function or optimizing potential. So her boys, when they were coming in, sometimes they would come in before a game and I would just ask the mom, why do you bring them in? And she says, because I want them functioning, firing on all cylinders so they can play the best game they possibly can. And then when she would book them in after games or after after heavy practices, you ask why, and she would say, "Well, there's you know they are hitting each other, they, you know they are falling, they're landing, they're doing fast turns, and I want to make sure that anything that's not ideal is reset early on, mm. so that we're not having to unwind it later on, or it doesn't have the chance to accumulate." Mm.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I think most of the parents that are longstanding chiropractic patients, they totally get that concept. You know, I've talked about these cases in the past on previous episodes, but, you know, by and large, kiddos that have taken care of since the day they were born, literally the day they were born, um, you know, and now I've been in practice for six years. So they're starting to, you know, get to that point, you know, where they're. Um, they're a little bit more exuberant, right? They're in, in grade school, and you know they they tend to be a little bit more active. And growth is starting to slow down just a little bit. But um, I notice I notice with these kids that there's just something a little bit extra going on with them, right? They'll come in to get checked. And in my office, when folks are, you know, coming in for routine wellness checkups, I typically check them every couple of weeks. And um, by and large, these kids, even after being pounded, right, by their brothers or in sports or whatever, um, don't need to be adjusted, right? And we celebrate that, right? In my office, I love to see kids that hop on the table and are clear. Uh, And that means that everything is working the way that uh, that it's supposed to. Um, But parents still want to bring themselves and their kids in just to make sure. Um, and after, you know, we finished correction, um, if there are any things, any habits that we need to reverse, um, that's where we start to see the really, really miraculous things in chiropractic practice, right? Um, I, I think I think this is, is something that we can really make clear to all of our parents who are listening, whether they're patients or not. Chiropractic care, you know, is not about adjusting our patients until, you know, they can't be adjusted anymore. It's about removing as much of that stress and interference as humanly possible so that these kids can do it on their own. And uh, by and large, in in my practice, and I I know this is the same way for you, Dr. Liz, that's that's how things go. Um, Doc, I want to give you a quick plug. Um, Your website is drliz.ca, um, Dr. Liz has a ton of resources available up there uh, for all you guys who are, whether you're chiropractors or not, um, I encourage you to check it out and see what she has to offer. Um, if you are a doctor and you're sharing this podcast with your patients and you don't know Dr. Liz, you need to. Um, she's teaching a ton of coursework for the international chiropractic pediatrics association she just told me she's going to be uh, down in redondo beach this summer which means that uh, i will be packing up and breathing the la traffic to go down and see her myself (laughs) Um, luckily you get to fly directly into lax and then take an uber or whatever Um, i don't know that's probably a short three-hour cab ride from the airport right doc I have no idea. <laughs> um, so I highly encourage you folks to uh, to check her out and see what she has to say. Um, and Dr. Liz, uh, will, you, uh, will you give us a quick call to action on your way out the door, please?
1: All right. So parents, I want you to know that you're doing a lot of things right. You really are. And what I would like you to do even more of is tune in to what your instincts are telling you. Because I think that we are second-guessing ourselves too often. I think that intuitively we have an instinct for a reason and always just choose to be the best parent you can. So what I wish for you is the opportunity to experience chiropractic care for your children, yourself and your children, recognizing that care is very dynamic and it's reflective of life. And with that, I also ask you to just keep asking those great questions. If things don't make sense, ask another question and, um, I think that's what I want to leave with. And I just, obviously, it's, yeah, it's, that's it.
0: (laughs) That's beautiful. Dr. Liz, the master communicator. I could not have said it better myself. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. If you like this content and uh, you want other people to hear this, please, by all means, share on social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Use the hashtag Normalize Chiropractic whenever you possibly can. And we will see you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye.